Welcome everyone, as Fantastic Geek keeps talking Star Wars The Bad Batch. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk about the second episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Really kind of the pilot when you think about it after the 70-minute premiere. Really three episodes strung together there. Uh, This one titled Cut and Run. But before we do that, Matt, just in terms of overall listeners and subscribers to Fantastic Geek, want to let you know the Loki podcast by Fantastic Geek is up and running. Indeed, you could search for that uh, certainly on fantasticgeek.com uh, as well as on Apple Podcasts and so forth. Uh, and excited to be doing something completely different. Maybe not completely different, but you know, excited with the the the, the tone change that Loki will bring. Uh, indeed, Pete, as we are kind of reveling in our buffet may. A uh, bunch of offerings here. Each week, a different tone. Uh, us wrapping up our Star Wars coverage this week. Next week, some Superman and Lois over there in the HBO Max service, as well as the CW app. Ahead uh, of that, got some Modoc, some Army of the Dead, some Star Trek and whatnot. So I think that Loki podcast a reminder that we really can, you know, jump from different timelines, jump from different story universes and so forth. Yeah, but super excited to talk a little bit more bad batch here this second episode uh tonally different than the first you know we had that dissolve from the clone wars to the bad batch even the the color of the episode title different so they're they're giving you fully this bad batch mission of the week idea if you will yeah, and I think we we saw in this episode, uh, as you said, in a certain sense, this kind of the pilot for the weekly style episodes, um, and just you know this notion of uh, th- this notion that particularly Star Wars animation can give us, where you know this is not the the story of galactic importance. This is not uh, you know another Death Star story, that sort of thing. To see how uh how cut the clone deserter has uh, built up his family and so forth to see this kind of small personal um personal story happening kind of at the edge of things particularly as the empire starts to clamp down it was uh yeah, again i think this is part of what this is part of what the 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 size of the star wars universe can give us in terms of sometimes it's big massive things sometimes it's smaller more intimate stories so we had speculated when we last talked that the, you know, special cameo this week would be Ming-Na Wen's Fennec Shand, who we know is going to appear in Bad Batch. Uh, it wasn't here, uh, but it's so funny, Matt, because in the time from the premiere uh, and our podcast and watching the episode early Friday morning, my brain strangely went to, hey, there was a Clone Wars episode where there was a clone who left the Republic, who left the war, who uh, married a lady, who had uh, children. And uh, what, what about that? And then, boom, Friday morning, that character reappears. So uh, I just want to let you know I made this happen. <laughs> 
you saw a uh, you, you had an image sent to you by the force an image of a future <laughs> or a, a possible future <laughs> indeed um I liked too. I mean, look, we had joked off mic about how you know was the best thing from the prequel trilogy uh, the ability to really understand the machinations of government administration. Um, that said, the notion of chain codes new as of the Mandalorian series, and then to kind of chronologically go back in time and see it being rolled out um, in, I guess you know, going from the the openness of the republic, the republic to. Hey, now you need this this chain code. It's you know, everybody has an individual one um, that kind of roll out that kind of you know the visuals of the um, the the hollow address in the town square. You know, kind of you know your, your government and you. Why chain codes are great? Um, it kind of you know look. We know the empire situation is only going to get worse and worse and more and more uh, oppressive and so forth, but. You know, you see this kind of, you know, this this local boots on the ground kind of thing where, wait, it used to be you just get a ticket and go from planet to planet. Now you need this. Now you need this ID, which in our world, it's like, okay, fine, I will show my ID. Thank you for having airport style security to keep us ostensibly safe and to prevent worst case scenarios and so forth. But to see it from this other perspective uh it was good you know i wasn't necessarily expecting to have a dialogue about the safety of my world versus the star wars world in the second episode of this you know animated cartoon uh uh, adventure beyond the you know social security idea of it and again that we're reaching from the mandalorian and connecting that to this earlier property there's a little bit of a Holocaust metaphor, the idea of numbers here, obviously not just for one group of people, but for everybody and the danger of that kind of system where everybody's going to have that identify them and all right, what are they going to do with that? Um, we've obviously only ever seen the end result of that, you know, Uh, baby Yoda Grogu had one that only mentioned his age. They only had the last couple numbers. So even he's got one Boba Fett had shown his off to, um, to Din Djarin, to the Mandalorian to prove his connection to Boba Fett and the owner of Boba Fett, excuse me, Jango Fett uh, with the ownership of his armor. Um, but in terms of the connection back to Clone Wars and this character of Cut Laquane, so uh, there's a season two, episode 10. Uh, it's called The Deserter. And uh, Captain Rex, you know, one of our real notable clones from uh, the Clone Wars, uh, really a through line from there and into Rebels, uh, he comes across this clone who has left. And uh, again, like I said, has started a family. Now, interestingly, Matt, uh, the implication is that those children are his. Apparently, uh, Pablo Hidalgo of the Star Wars Story Group, who you and I have had the great fortune of meeting and chatting up ever so briefly, uh, he has said on Twitter that uh, the children have a human father. The biological father is not cut so clones not having children remains a thing. 
I think without delving into clone particulars too much, I think that that would make story sense. Um, and again, Pete, maybe all of a sudden now we're quickly back to some sort of, um, you know, Holocaust-esque, uh, you know, preventing certain people from reproducing and whatnot, which I don't know is necessarily... It's not baked into the top of all of this concept, but, you know, George Lucas also very aware. I mean, Pete, they're called stormtroopers, for goodness sake. There's clearly a World War II era influence baked into the the, the kind of foundation of Star Wars. Um, so I think that all that all that makes story sense. Again, it, if with the adult mindset you want to you wanna dig into that, that makes all internal sense. And frankly, it's a credit to the story because you could just say, oh, it's a cartoon for kids and whatever, but... There's that, you know, there's that fidelity from from the wide-eyed child view to the, you know, hey, clones and reproduction, how does that work or not? Um, so, yeah, good, good on you, Story, for, for uh, keeping that fidelity. And um, one of the things that's since been talked about a lot on the Internet and where the idea of clones and reproduction even further stretched out so Omega, the name, you can't have an Omega without an Alpha. Uh, there is a theory out there that Omega is the cloned daughter of Emperor Palpatine. And then that potentially sets up a line here all the way to Rey. Um, so it's going to be interesting if that's the case if they even explore that idea i mean there's the tiniest moment in the premiere where she seems to know that something is going to happen before it happens and there really seems no earthly worldly uh way to know that there's nothing in this second episode that seems to show any kind of force sensitivity and even then the idea of cloning with the force although that's now a thing established in terms of, uh, you know, Supreme Leader Snoke and his ability to wield the force and that he was a clone. So they've done that stuff in Rise of Skywalker. They've done it in Mandalorian. Uh, will they follow it through here remains to be seen. But I, I had not seen that until the last couple days. And even with the little, um, you know, headpiece off, you know, her hairstyle is very reminiscent of uh, Senator Palpatine's. And I'd say in terms of prognostication, you know, wh what is the long-term future of this show? I'm certainly not trying to suggest that I'm down on it. Just to know that Clone Wars went 130 episodes, to know that Rebels went 75, uh, and then Star Wars Resistance went 40... Um, is that because of a changing nature of, uh, you know, broadcast, um, broadcast TV? Um, now that thing, you know, now that, now that Star Wars animation is squarely on Disney Plus, are you more concerned about creating more episodes? Are you more concerned about Splash? You know, like, do you do two 16 episode seasons and say, great, we're good to go? Uh, you know, in the 30 to 35 range, now we're going to make something else. So in a couple of years' time, you go, oh my goodness, it's, you know, whatever, Star Wars Academy, or whatever it might be, that, that'll have new sizzle and new clicks. Um, so again, just, just this notion of, is this a setup? Is Omega as a Palpatine clone, possibly? Is that something that they're setting up super long-term? Is that something that gets 
wholly resolved in the course of this 16-episode season, which, to be fair, Pete, while on the one hand animation tends to run far out, I believe currently it's just, they've just announced the 16 episodes, and that's it. You know, we saw over on the Star Trek end how Lower Decks Season 1 and 2 were happening concurrently, um, and that was kind of public in the world of Hollywood, but then certainly social media when it was like, oh my goodness, season two announced. And for the average viewer, it was like, oh wow, they got renewed. No, they were asked to make this block of 20 episodes. I don't know that that, I don't, I don't think that that is publicly the, the case for a bad batch. So whether they're working on a 16 episode one season, that's it. Or whether they're saying there's a slightly longer term picture, I guess will remain to be seen. I think this is gotten more notoriety than they might have figured i'm seeing a lot of people who this was not on their radar talking about it and that's a good thing and certainly that could lead to more episodes as far as i understand it it was billed as a limited series so we'll have to see um in terms of the narrative of this episode you really hit a fork in the road in terms of will omega stay with the bad batch as a member of the Bad Batch, or is she going to go off with Cut and his family? Um, I like the way they built that. I, the slightest problem with this episode, Matt, the Bad Batch has a ship. Cut needs passage off the planet. Why doesn't Cut get in the ship with the Bad Batch and they drop him and his family off? That seemed really elusive. Uh, particularly in the story space before there's the solution to get the bad batch shuttle captured to get inside the uh to get inside the uh the secure area there um yeah i would agree i would agree that based on my viewing based off the top of my head i don't have a i don't have a story reason why that was the case um maybe it's just one of those things where you sit you know in the room you sit and go we don't have a solution and it's like well we're going to move on with what we... We have 95% of a good story here. We have 5% that doesn't quite fit. You know, moving on. Um, indeed, Pete, just as an analogy, only in the last couple days I saw a video that was like, you know, it was kind of talking about the first Star Wars movie, and it was like, what about rescuing all the other people on uh, on the ship, <laughs> you know, that, that oh, from which Leia was captured? And it's like, oh, no, we're not worried about... Just, just Princess Leia. And it's like... I've seen A New Hope. I, you know, I probably was six or seven the first time I saw it. I've never worried about all those other people. So sometimes sleight of hand is good. Sometimes it's great. I mean, I suppose that inevitably Cut and his family will require chain codes. So that became the thing. But the urgency of getting that and having a ship available to them and the way the security is on the ground on Salakamai, a, a clone wars location that we'd seen in the movies previously, uh, makes it seem like, wow, there's all these death star, uh, you know, types and their star destroyers up, up above. And we need to be super careful in and out. There is nary a ship seen <laughs> on their approach or when they leave. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's as locked down as you would think. But yeah. Um, there were some nice nods here. Other than the the um, 
the film location we'd seen before. And of course it had been in the clone wars as well of, of Salakamai. Uh, we had, uh, one of the monsters from attack of the clones, the, the Nexu beast there, that's going to take Omega out. That creates a little bit of tension about halfway through the episode. Uh, that was a nice little nod. Um, and it's always good in star Wars to, to get your creatures in there when you can. I thought that looked familiar. Doesn't the Nexu Beast have a propensity for uh, turning tight shirts into crop tops for uh, reasons George says so? It would have been slightly inappropriate, I think, to do that to Omega here. So thank goodness uh, they they held off on that. Um, Pete, coming off of this episode... What is your what is your enthusiasm for these remaining 14 episodes? I mean, obviously, I know you're going to be watching them. While we're not going to be doing a weekly podcast to it, what I don't know what what's your sizzle for the future? What's your what are your prognostications for the Bad Batch for the rest of the season and so forth? I listen. You know, I'm Roman Catholic, but my other religion is is Star Wars. So I, I was going to be down with it no matter what. I say that having the only thing I've not yet finished and it's all on Disney plus now is star Wars resistance, um, which has been okay. Uh, but I just don't, don't feel super compelled. It's funny though, Matt, I like that story better than what I have so far with the bad batch. The thing that has me interested with the bad batch, like I said, I want to see more of Fennec Shand. Um, I, I definitely, you know, want, some some background there i want to see some adventures there i'm hopeful like boba fett or some of our other old favorites that we've seen before are gonna pop back up maybe some more caleb dune i really enjoyed that in the pilot there are already people matt who are upset but wait disney you established you you took away canon and you you split it to legend stories that had come before and now you know the the new stories when the purchase happened in ever since 2012 and then you know you establish that canon uh Jarrus had been uh the padawan of uh jedi uh deepa balaba and you wrote a whole comic on it um, after that information emerged in Rebels. And now you've changed it. I mean, Matt, people have gone so far. So apparently uh, Kanan said at one point, the last thing that his Jedi Master said to him was run. And in the Bad Batch premiere, she says, run Caleb. And people are like, they changed it. They changed it. Canon, canon. And, you know, I know we talk about, you know, uh, Matt and I, the idea that, you know, there's the Star Trek canonized aspect, like there's books and then there's what appears on a screen. And I'm okay with that idea here too. Um, I don't think it's anywhere near freaking out over. And I really enjoyed uh, not just the, the tension and the way that it was set up, that was a really beautiful sequence in terms of what it looked like. The idea of him jumping across that waterfall area and, you know, all right, did they let him go? Uh, 
did he not make it, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm hopeful we're going to return with a little bit more Caleb Dune as well. Well, I don't know how Star Wars canon warriors can complain, oh, Disney has done all these things. Uh, I, I guess it comes with the implication George never would have done that. Pete, uh, according to George in the original trilogy, who trained Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, Yoda. And according to George in the prequel trilogy, who trained Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yoda. Well, I mean, we saw him as the Padawan of Qui-Gon and whatnot. My point right. being... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. My point being, meaning can change. I mean, Yoda as the principal of, you know, of Jedi High and whatnot can have trained you and can, can have been a mentor, even though he wasn't your Padawan, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just the point being, if people are going to make hay on the difference between run and run Caleb, I mean, come on. Now, that that is a splitting hairs that's just out of... Frankly, it's hiding other concerns i think and b is it possible that um kanan can have slightly misremembered from two words to one i mean things like that Wait, you, like, you, you know. think when you're you're dodging blaster bolts and you just saw your you know mentor gunned down that maybe you might misremember that the order of something that was said might uh you know not stick the way it actually happened in a memory boy that that that's not at all believable right um but i'll definitely be back for this show um you know i i just don't think the the titular characters are super interesting um you know echo for me the the pathos there okay uh hunter i think is super one note and then you know wrecker is the the gigantic child and tech is kind of annoying <laughs> um you know what i i kind of look forward to i i want to see the the judas aspect too i want to see you know how crosshair is gonna team up with the empire and and i want to see this dismantling of clones becoming the empire you know we get, we're gonna get an episode where you know ditch your your clone helmet now you get a stormtrooper helmet stormtrooper what like you know that that sounds silly like that that could be well done as well but let them tell their story and i'll be back for it and you know we've we've podcast a little bit of it and uh you know who knows maybe at some point we hit it again absolutely i mean it'll be towards the end of the summer when these 16 episodes wrap up so uh pete maybe right as right as star trek lower decks starts going there we can do an all animation week wrap up bad batch head back to uh to the star trek universe and the animated end so certainly lots of lots of adventures ahead and all that made possible by the people who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek absolutely everybody who contributes over there gets access to exclusive podcast content takes just a dollar to get you in that door could come in the form of early listens or things you'll only find there uh you place the value on the podcast and again making us uh completely listener supported helps in so many ways pete how can people keep the star wars conversation going anticipating the superman and lois conversation modok army of the dead star trek all of that this month how can people be in touch with you on twitter 
You find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-11,951 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. Boy, P, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. If you are listening to this on our Mandalorian feed, we're going to put that back in carbonite until the next uh, bit of Star Wars info warrants uh, heating things up again. If you're listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, as mentioned, back next weekend to talk Superman and Lois, the early episodes there. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. Thank you.